Second Thessalonians chapter 2, we're going to begin reading in verse 1. We're going to read just a little bit here, and then we're going to talk about some things, because like I said, I had a couple people ask about what was going on, and we'll kind of go over a few things. It says, Now, brethren, concerning the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ and our gathering together to him, we ask you not to be soon shaken in mind or troubled, either by spirit or by word or by letter, as if from us, as though the day of Christ had come. All right? So he's saying, don't, you know, don't let anything shake you or trouble you or, you know, don't let fear come in that, that something's happened. All right? Verse 3, here again, this is something we talked about last week and we might look at it back again. Uh, real quickly, and that was over in Matthew chapter 24 where the disciples came to Jesus. We talked a little bit about that last week, I think it was, where they said, you know, what will, what, what's going what's gonna to be taking place? What are we to look for? What are we to watch for, basically, uh, uh, prior to your return? And three different times during that uh, interaction with his disciples, he told his disciples, do not be deceived. Do not be deceived. All right, three different times in that short little dialogue there he told them don't be deceived all right so here we are again in second thessalonians and it says verse three let no one deceive you by any means for that day will not come unless the falling away comes first and the man of sin is revealed the son of perdition now let me stop right there real quickly my own personal opinion i'm not speaking for the pastor i'm not speaking uh, for for uh, I'm not speaking for the Word of God. I'm speaking just as a person that looks at this stuff and kind of studies a little bit this stuff. I believe this person is alive today. All right? Now, in saying that, I also believe that all throughout history, this person could have been alive. Does that make sense? You, you follow me on that? So I believe that all throughout history, there was an individual that could have fulfilled this role, if you will. Hitler could have fulfilled this role, all right? Uh, different ones throughout history could have, in my opinion, okay? But I believe that the specific person that is referred to here as the son of perdition is alive. Could I be wrong? Yes, I could be wrong, all right? But, Let's go on and read verse 4. It says, Who opposes and exalts himself above all that is called God and that is worshipped, so that he sits as God in the temple of God, showing himself that he is God. All right? Now, there was a person that came up on the scene, and a lot of people will say that the fulfillment of a lot of Scripture was, um, oh, what's that? Uh, what's the dude's name been? Uh, Epiphanes. Uh, Antioch, uh, 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 yeah, Epiphanes, yeah. He was a guy that came up on the scene years ago, and he went in and basically slaughtered the, the Jewish people, and he went into the, the temple at the time and slaughtered a pig there, okay? And so a lot of people will, will refer to the fulfillment of this guy, this king back years ago, as a fulfillment of, of some of these scriptures. I personally believe this is a man that we're talking about that's going to come up on the scene. All right? We talked a little bit last week about the red heifer. All right? You guys remember talking about the red heifer? Do you know what the significance? Some of you may, may not know what the significance of the red heifer is. 
the red heifer was used back during the Old Testament, during when they were out there, you know, tabernacle days and stuff, that they would kill the red heifer. Now, this red heifer had to be spotless, but basically there was no black hairs, no white hairs, no gray hairs. They were, it was a totally red, red heifer. All right. Now, if you follow anything about the Israel and the Temple Mount and the rebuilding of the temple, there's different organizations. There's, I think, two or three different organizations that are preparing to rebuild the temple. I'm not making this up. You can look and, and research it out for yourself. And they have all the material, everything ready to go. The plans are ready to go. Everything is ready to go. So when the word is given, they can begin to rebuild the temple. It will be the third temple. Okay? It will be the third temple. The one thing that they did not have was a red heifer so that they could go in, they would kill the red heifer, burn the, burn the ashes, and then they would use the ashes in a purification ceremony to purify all the utensils that are used in the temple. They would sprinkle the ashes and everything upon those, you know, the mercy seat and different different items. So the one thing that they lacked all this time was the red heifer. Now, my understanding, and this has, as far as I know, been confirmed that they have the red heifer now. All right? They have actually five to nine of them, my understanding. Being my, yeah, <clears throat> anywhere from five to nine red heifers that are, yeah, ceremonial, acceptable in the eyes of the priest, if you will, that can be used for this process. This is important. All right, this is important because there was one thing that they lacked before they could do all this, and now they have it. All right, this is important. Now, let's go back. And, and uh, so it says that, it, so as that's in verse four, it says, so that he sits as God in the temple of God, showing himself that he is God. I believe that there will be a temple rebuilt. Okay? I believe we're on the cusp and on the verge of that. And when they begin this process, it will not take very long because everything's pretty much prefabbed, ready to go. All right? Y'all seen the, what's the name of that show where they go in and do the house in like a day, you know, or three days or whatever it is? And I, me, I'm thinking that's that's impossible because I that's what I, you know I, I work at that stuff. See, that's impossible, you know, to be able to go in there, pour the concrete, get the walls up, get the sheetrock hung, electric plumbing, you know, all this. But somehow they're able to do it. All right, and so the, when they start the temple, it will not take them long to build it. All right, because everything's ready to go. So let's go back to scripture here. Verse five, it says, do you not remember that when I was still with you, I told you these things and now you know what is restraining that he may be revealed in his own time. For the mystery of lawlessness is already at work. Only he who now restrains will do, will do so until he is taken out of the way. Now I'm not going to break that down much. We'll get, we can come back to that later. It says that, <clears throat> then the lawless one will be revealed, whom the Lord will consume with the breath of his mouth and destroy with the brightness of his coming. The coming of a lawless one is according to the working of Satan 
with all power, signs, and lying wonders. All right? Now, we're just going to kind of step uh, stop there for a little bit. So we know that there's going to come a day that this person that the Bible calls the son of perdition is going to come. He's going to declare himself basically to be God. He's going to sit in the temple of God as God, okay? And that all these things are going to come about, all right? Now, you come to the book of Revelation, and we come into uh, Revelation chapter 13, where it talks about the beast uh, of the sea, all right? We'll get there maybe if we've got time. We'll look at that real quickly. But we're on the cusp of seeing these things. The Bible says that in the last days that, that uh, well, let's turn over there real quickly. Turn over to Luke chapter 21. Luke chapter 21. Luke chapter 21. And here again, we're seeing the disciples um, um, ask, it says in verse 7, and so they ask him saying, Teacher, but when will these things be and what, will this, and what sign will there be when these things are about to take place? And he goes on and says there will be wars and rumors of wars and all these things happening, earthquakes and different things. Um, and then it says um, in verse 16, well, and then it's, well, let's back up just a little bit here. Let's back up to verse uh, 12. But before all these things, they will lay their hands on you and persecute you, delivering, up, delivering you up to the synagogues and prisons, and you will be brought before kings and rulers for my name's sake. But it will turn out for you as an occasion for testimony. And so what I'm telling you, what I'm telling you is you're seeing this scripture being fulfilled before your very eyes, and you don't really realize it, all right? And so it will turn out for you as an occasion in verse 13. Verse 14 says, Therefore settle it in your hearts not to meditate beforehand on what you will answer, for I will give you a mouth and wisdom which all your adversaries will not be able to contradict or resist. Verse 16, this is what we were just talking about. This is happening right before your eyes as we speak today. This is happening. You will be betrayed even by parents and brothers, relatives and friends, and they will put some of you to death. And you will be hated by all for my name's sake. And what's he saying there? He's saying because of what you believe, what you testify to, your own family is going to basically hate you. And they're going to reject you. And they will call the authorities and say, my brother, my sister, my mother, my father, whatever, does not agree with certain policies. And we're seeing, and you, you can mock me, you can laugh, but this is happening. This is happening. And the Bible says prior to the return of Jesus, this is going to be prevalent. This is going to be taking place prior to his return. Now, let me go to verse 18 and 19, and we'll, we'll leave it there, okay? Verse 18 says, but not a hair of your head shall be lost. By your patience, possess your souls, Okay? Jesus said, but listen, don't worry about it. 
Not a hair on your head is going to be lost. And by your patience, possess your souls. All right? He's saying endure. Faithfully continue on. I am with you, and I will be there with you the whole time. Okay? Not one hair on your head will be lost. Now, having said that, I want to get into some things that are happening real quickly. And then we're going to get back maybe into the Word. I, I won't keep you too long, though. <clears throat> things to be aware of right quick. So we talked about a few of them just now. But the situation in Russia, all right? Now, let me back up. There is, a, there is an event that's going to take place November the 6th. Ben, I don't know if you heard about it. I just found out about it. It's called COP22. Pay very close attention to this. Can you look that up for me right quick? And then if you can find it, put their little graphic, their little uh, headline on there if you can find it. What we've seen in the, what the Bible says what will be will be again, basically. There's nothing new under the sun, Okay. What you're seeing, what we are living, what we are experiencing today, what is taking place. Let me tell you, you can agree or disagree, but I'm going to say this. I'm going to speak my mind here this morning. Abortion, all right, my heart goes out to people in, in every situation, all right? But the abortion industry is nothing more than a sacrificial act to a God of the Old Testament. Now, you, you don't have to agree with me, but I'm telling you. <clears throat> you're seeing, the, the reason I'm telling you this is because you're seeing the old gods come back. Okay? You're seeing, back in Old Testament, that's what, G, that's what God got so, one of the reasons God got so infuriated with the Israelites is because they began sacrificing their children to Molech the God of fire. And when they begin to do that, that's when judgment begin to come. All right? So we're not seeing anything new. Might be a little different, but we're not seeing anything new. Can you find, okay, can you see there? This is something I want you guys just to be aware of, COP22. It's a United Nations, it's a climate change thing. Now, climate change is a big deal right now. It's going to get even bigger. You have idiots out there that, that are saying that a hurricane that took place it was caused by climate control. Now, do I believe that climate change is happening? Yes, I do. All right? It has always happened. It's always happened. All right? I mean, it's always taken place. But a hurricane is a hurricane is a hurricane. They've, they've taken place for hundreds of years out in the Atlantic, right? They always, I mean, you know, they have a hurricane season. It always happens, all right? This is an event that's going to take place November the 6th, the COP22. It's an event that's going to take place November 6th. The thing that I found uniquely disturbing about this event here, it's going to take place in Egypt. So it's happening in Egypt, and all you're going to have leaders from all over the world going there discussing climate change and what to do about climate change. 
what they're promoting this as is, is uh, there again, it's a, it's a big event that's going to take place. This is going to be taking place on Mount Sinai. Now, some of us, okay, the reason this, I find this significant is Mount Sinai was the place that God met Moses to give the people the Ten Commandments. These people are referring to Mount Sinai and the Ten Commandments. Okay? This is going to be not only world leaders. The, the reason this is so interesting is because they're bringing all the faiths together for this event. The Pope is supposed to be there. The Jewish community will be represented there. Islam will be represented here. According to their own, uh, Buddhists will be represented there. Hinduism will be represented there. What they described as the religions of India will be represented here during this event. And this is very concerning, if you will. They're bringing all these religions. I'm not against anybody having their religion. I really, I, I mean, I'm not. We live, we live in a free country. You're free to worship however you want. You want to call that tree out there God? Well, you know, and believe me, I know people that do. <laughs> I'm serious. I, I have talked to people, you know, especially, I won't go there. I won't go there. But I, I know people, all right? And so um, it, it's concerning that all these religious faiths are coming together. And not so much that they're coming together, but they're coming together here on Mount Sinai. In the time, the day and the hour in which we live. So when you take one, each one of these things individually, it's not so bad. When you put it in all into together, you see a, a, a puzzle picture begin being formed. All right? See a puzzle picture being formed. This is going to take place November 6th, if I'm not mistaken, on Mount Sinai in Egypt, the place where God delivered the Ten Commandments to Moses. You will have the Pope and different religious leaders there gathered to unite together to combat against uh, climate change, if you will. Okay. Climate change really is nothing more than a religion in itself. There again, I believe in climate change. I believe in climate changes. Can man, you know, I, I'm all for, I would love to be, you know, not have pollution anywhere. I would love it. You ask me, I'm perfectly good with staying home. You know, here, yeah, take my car key. But if you want me to come to your house to do something, don't, mix, don't expect me to walk. Right? Okay. So anyway, this is something that you need to be watching. We have the situation in Russia and Ukraine. Let me go through some things real quickly here. Russia, Ukraine. You, uh, the Crimea, there's a bridge over Crimea that links Russia to Crimea. It was just bombed yesterday. Everybody hear about that? Just bombed yesterday. Ukraine has taken um, the... Uh, 
responsibility for it, said that they they were the ones behind it. You have all the world. Listen, when I'm not saying Russia's a good guy, and I've told, I mean, Ben's talked about this. If you're looking at this Russia-Ukraine situation, you have to look at it in different terms. We look at things in the good and bad, all right? Good and bad. There's always a good guy and a bad guy, right? That's how we were brought up. Watched Westerns, watched, you know what I mean? Even watch TV shows today, good guy, bad guy. What gets confusing is when there's no good guys. Then it gets a little harder to, under, you know, to root for somebody. All right? So now we're picking, you know, you always hear the term when it comes to elections as a, the lesser of two evils. Right? So pick between the two people, but it's the lesser of two evils. All right? And that's the only choice you got. And that's basically where we're at. There's no good guys in this situation. But the thing with, with the thing that's happening and, and possibly could take place is a nuclear exchange that could possibly take place. Had it, it has been threatened after the Cry, uh, Crimea Bridge was bombed uh, and, uh, and damaged, Russia, you're not going to hear this on the evening news, Russia pulled out two nuclear weapons, put them on trucks, and paraded them right in front of the U.S. Embassy in Russia just last night. As it, and then you had the chance of the people there in Russia uh, chanting, Nuke Washington. So the reason I tell you this, because you don't hear this stuff on the evening news. But the situation and the tensions are running very, very high right now. Very high. You're seeing the price of gas go back up. Okay? There's a reason for it. Bush, or excuse me, Bush. Biden went over to, to uh, uh, Saudi Arabia and tried to get Saudi Arabia to release more gas. What they actually said was, you know what, we just think we're going to cut it 2 million, uh, 2 million barrels a day. And so what you're seeing is a link now between Saudi Arabia, the Arabs, and Russia. Why is this important? Well, it's important because of Ezekiel chapter 38. That's why it's important. So you're seeing a coalition to the fact that where it's being reported that now uh, our president is going down to, not him personally, but they're making contact with Venezuela, Maduro down in Venezuela to say, hey, you know what, all this time we had all these sanctions on you and we thought you was a bad guy. Maybe you're not so bad and we want to buy your oil again now. All right? This thing's getting crazy. Crazy. Not to mention the fact that we got ele elections in November and guess what is suddenly popping back up again out of Africa, out of Uganda to be specific. Just in time for the November elections, this is something that once again has went under the radar, but now, now, you're seeing major airports begin to screen for, wait for it, wait for it, Ebola. Okay? There again, Ben, did you see this? Okay. Several airports, international airports, are now beginning to screen passengers for Ebola. They're not stopping air travel, but they're screening passengers for Ebola because there's an Ebola outbreak in Uganda. I believe it's Uganda, if I'm not mistaken. And so, like I said, just in time for the elections, something to be aware of. Okay? Uh, 
I don't want to keep you guys too long. I do want to get real quickly to the book. Is anybody having thoughts, comments, questions? You, and you are free to agree or disagree with me on this. Especially, you know, when it comes to my opinion, you don't have to line up with what I think. I'm just telling you what I think. Okay. Now, when it comes to the Word of God, you can agree or disagree at your own peril. You know, <laughs> you argue with God all day long. You know, that makes you happy. But we're seeing these things come to pass right before our very eyes. We're seeing wars and rumors of wars, which we've always seen. We're seeing earthquakes in what the Bible describes. Oh, uh, the, the old King James refers to as divers places, what the new King James refers to in various places or multiple different places. You're seeing these things take place. Are you seeing it? No, oh, not to mention, let me throw this at you. As we are experiencing drought here, Ben, can you go to a map? Did you, did you ever find the little highlight of uh, there? Well, that's okay. We'll, we'll, we'll come back to that later. There are little graphic. You know how companies put their little logo on stuff? The COP little logo is very unique and that it reflects sun god worship. I'm not making this up. That's what it, it you have there in Egypt, uh, climate. I'm telling you, as sure as I'm here, that the gods of old are making a reappearance. Uh, river, river Euphrates, if you will. Over in the book of Revelation, the Bible describes that the river, the Euphrates River, will dry up. That's not the right one. That's an old one there. Yeah, that's an old one. But that the Euphrates River would dry up and it would allow a 200 million man army to pass across there. Okay, for the purpose of attacking the Holy Land. As we speak, the, the Euphrates River is drying up to record low levels. Record low levels. All right. As we speak, you can research all this stuff out for yourself. But the Euphrates River is drying up. The Bible says that it would be dry in order for a 200 million man army to pass across the Euphrates River from basically Iraq, which brings us back to Middle East and Russia. And you understand how all this is tying together a little bit. I don't have time to go into great depth on each one of these things, but they're all interconnected and tied together. Now, and saying that, you have the leader of North Korea once again launching um, ballistic missiles across Japan. Okay? Have you seen this? Okay? They're starting to... And now they also sent 30 aircraft around that same area. You're seeing China also, the thing that you got to watch as well. Ever, here's the thing, folks. I'm not a chess player. I'm a checker player. The reason I'm not a chess player is because you got to think too much to play chess. All right, checkers is just, hey, you know, move here, move there. Somebody does three jumps on you and it's done. All right, I get it. But chess, you have to literally think and you know, strategize and, and make moves and you, 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 will, you will move one way 
to make your opponent to look like you're coming from this direction when in reality you're going to come from this direction over here. Okay, everybody with me? That's what's happening. The chess board is the world, so to speak, and everybody's playing chess and everybody's moving their pieces and getting the chess board set up and ready to go. Oh, my goodness. I can't. I can't. We, we'll come back to it sometime, but we also have what they refer to as transhumanism. Transhumanism. Does anybody know what that word is? Okay. I'll come back. I don't have time to get into that right now. We'll come back to that, huh? Okay, this, yeah, this is very unique and has a lot of significance to it. And I want, a lot of it has to do with, with Egypt and Egyptology, if you will, and, and the, the rays here, because you will see these in hieroglyphs of old uh, Egypt, you know, hieroglyphs. And what this refers to, and I, you can look it up for yourself, is, is this is like the Ra, the sun god of Egypt. Okay? Anyway, there's a lot of significance to this stuff that's happening. I got, I've got to hurry. Uh, I know there's a lot of stuff I'm leaving out, but I do want to get back to the book of Revelation real quick. And then I'm on. Like, uh, we, we, we are receiving communion, so I want to, I want to give us plenty of time for that. Because I believe communion today is very important. I'll just say that. I believe time is drawing short. And... Uh, and I believe communion is very important. Um, I want to go to, to real quickly, um, Revelation chapter 13. But we have all these things taking place, and they're all interconnected. All right? And I don't have enough time today to go into everything. But maybe we'll come back to it a little bit later. But needless to say is we're, we have an election coming up in November. Um, we have that. COP coming up. I'd be, I'd really be praying about that situation there. You have the Pope going to be there, and different religious faiths going to be there. I think it's very significant that they're having it on Mount Sinai. Okay, um, I think you're about to see and hear of things that's going to shock you as we speak. The largest submarine in the world is. Uh, everybody ever seen the the movie The Hunt for Red October? That is literally being played out before your very eyes right now. You have the largest submarine in the world that has the capability to launch uh, a, a, their nuclear missile, if you will. The name is termed, uh, at, the name of it is called Poseidon. Poseidon, the missile, is capable, of, to my understanding, of, per, of, of producing. It's launched. Uh, it would be launched on like the east coast or the west coast. It has the ability to produce a hundred foot. Uh, radioactive tidal wave. There again, don't take my word for it. Go look it up first, Ben. My, huh? You hadn't seen this? Okay. Look this up. Pose, uh, Poseidon is the name of the missile, and they, and it's, it's Russia's submarine out there that they cannot find. All right, That was just launched not too long ago because of the war in Ukraine. The nuclear threat is real. Do I believe it will happen? I do not know. Do I believe it's possible? Yes, I do. Okay. Uh, 
but this this submarine is out there, and this, like I said, this Poseidon missile that they have is, I mean, it is a coastal uh, catastrophe. All right. Uh, verse 13, or chapter 13, says, As I stood upon the sand of the sea, I saw a beast rise out of the sea, having seven heads and ten horns, and upon his horns ten crowns, and upon his heads the name of blasphemy. And the beast which I saw was like unto a leopard, and his feet were as the feet of a bear, his mouth as the mouth of a lion. And the dragon gave him his power and his seat and great authority. Now, I personally believe that this is the man of perdition that we read about over in 2 Thessalonians. It's going to come up on the scene. All right? And that he will get his power directly from Satan when he takes authority. I believe he's in the wings and he's ready, getting ready to take his place. That's my personal opinion. All right? I saw one of his heads as it was wounded to death, and his deadly wound was healed, and all the world wondered after the beast. And they worshipped the dragon, which gave power unto the beast. And they worshipped the beast, saying, Who is like unto the beast, and who is able to make war with him? All right? And there was giving. Now, I believe, once again, this refers back to the falling away. That there has to be a falling away from the truth in order for a supplanter to come upon the scene, a deceiver to come upon the scene. And deceive, the Bible says, even the very elect if possible. Okay? To be able to deceive even the very elect if possible. And there was given unto him a mouth speaking great things and blasphemies, and power was given unto him to continue for forty and two months. And he opened his mouth in blaspheming against, the God, against God and blaspheme his name, his tabernacle, and them that dwell in heaven. All right, And it was given unto him to make war with the saints and to overcome them. And power was given to him over all kindreds, tongues, and nations. And all that dwell upon the earth shall worship him, whose names are not written in the book of life of, uh, book of, life of the Lamb slain from the foundation of the world. If any man have an ear, let him hear. Okay? So and if everyone that's name is not written in the Lamb's book of life, Bible says they're going to worship this drag or this son of perdition, if you will, this beast out of the sea. All right, I believe my own personal opinion. I've got to hurry. I believe my own personal opinion is that this guy is alive. He's waiting for an event that there's going to be chaos come up on the scene. I don't know what is going to cause the chaos. There's different things get that can cause the chaos now. And that people are going to be, especially in America, listen, you upset our apple cart here in America. We don't get our cable TV and we can't go to McDonald's. And you know what? We can't go to the movies when we want to go to the movies. And you're sitting at home and you ain't got any food to eat. Everybody's going to be screaming for a savior. And the first person that comes up on the scene and says, I can fix this. Just let me have the authority and I can fix this, I guarantee you the majority of the people in the United States are going to say, that's fine, you fix it. We will bow to your will as long as you get my cable TV back, you get my car running again, you get heat and, 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 uh, and cooling in my house, and you put some groceries on my table, I'll do whatever you tell me to do. And that's just a solid 
especially here. I'm, I'm just telling you that's just a solid fact. Okay? And then you have another beast. If you read on down, you have another beast. In verse 12, he say, uh, it says in verse 11, And I held another beast coming up out of the earth, and he had two horns like a lamb, and he spake as a dragon. And he exercises all the power of the first beast before him and causes the earth and them which dwell therein to worship the first beast whose deadly wound was healed. And so I'm going to stop it there. But we have another beast come up on the scene. This is why I believe the COP thing is so very vitally important. That you're going to have this son of perdition come up on the scene. You're also going to have a false prophet come up on the scene that's going to declare the wonders of the first beast, if you will, and tell the whole world basically to, that this is God and to worship him. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yes. And so you're seeing these things, like I said, play out before your very... And the reason I say this is so, just to make you aware, once again, of where we're at, where I believe we're at. You don't have to agree with anything I said here today other than what the Word of God says. Don't, don't, you can disagree with me all day long, but don't disagree with what the Word of God says. Amen? And so we have to make ourselves ready. We have to prepare ourselves. I believe that... Folks, I believe that any day we could experience something that is going to change your world forever. Literally. If a, if a nuclear attack is launched, it's going to change your world. And that doesn't even have to be launched here. But it's going to change your world. It's going to change your world. Okay? And so does anybody have any thoughts, questions, comments? I've got to stop here. Anybody? And like I said, you don't have to agree with what I said. You have something, Jerry? Oh, okay. Uh, uh, any, I mean, like I said, we could get into this a little bit more detailed if anybody's interested in, in some different things. I just want to kind of bring you up. There's so many things happening, though, right now that you can't keep up. So Inflation, sky high. Just, just sky high. Okay. A package of chips. I noticed the other day that we used to get four dollars. I'm a big chip. I know. I should. All right. Potato chip. Yeah, I know. I know. I know. Well, I grabbed the pudding and the Cool Whip last night. Marcy said, "You're just a big kid, aren't you?" I said, "Well, I can't. You know, I can't. You know, because you get it. You know, one of those, even just those little snack packs, pudding. You know, and then you get the the Cool Whip and just." spray it about this high on top of it, you're set for a little while. <laughs> yeah, I mean, so, but everything is so high. But, oh, what I was going to say, the bag of chips that we used to get for like $4.59 or whatever it was, you know, regular bag, it's, it's kind of went, you know, it's like you're getting half of what you used to get. Inflation just went through the roof. But anyway, we're going to get ready. We're going to get ready to, to receive our communion. But like I said, I, I, I encourage everyone. Jesus said, look, these things are going to take place. He said, don't worry about them. Don't stress out over them. 
He said, even if they haul you before the magistrates and the, and the, and the, uh, and the authorities, he says, don't stress out about what you're going to say. He says, I will give you the words to say, and you will be, uh, you will be a testimony unto the gospel of, of Jesus Christ. Amen. So, uh, like I said, I, I firmly believe that we are in these days that the Bible calls the last days. I firmly believe that. And we're about to see things happen that have never happened before. Okay? You're about to see things take place. All right? And so, but the Bible says, do not be deceived. Do not be deceived.